Buckeyes and beyond. Here are your hosts, Jeff and Mike. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Buckeyes and Beyond. Beyond! Um, Sunday, February 16th, 2020. Sound a little rough there, partner. Yeah, I've had a cold this week, so I'll try not to sound monotone. I'll try to sound more... um, I'll try to. I'll try to overdo it. I'll try to be like. Uh, Gonna Mike, go way over the top. Yeah, today. Mike Greenberg. Uh, <laughs> Greenberg style. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the one eight hundred flowers. <laughs> On the one eight hundred flowers line, we have with us today is code Mike for twenty percent off on your first order. <laughs> Radio voice. I could just be. Goalie can just sit over here and eat and just, you know, <laughs> keep on getting fatter and fatter. I'm not a fan of his son. I don't listen to him that much for pretty much the same reason. I don't, I mean, first of all, I think he he only got the jobs by straight, you know, uh, by straight nepotism. I mean, that's really yeah. the reason why he actually his got the job. His son is just like that. His voice is just, I mean, I, I guess just give him the benefit of the doubt and say he's not, like, playing it on, like, just trying to overdo it. But he's yeah. just like... Like he went to radio school. Like he went to school and he changed his voice to. I am real. Um. Yeah. So the what they did there was like. There's no way you talk like. No. That. No. He's he is completely. He really over over emphasizes almost every syllable that comes out of his mouth. You're you're yeah, like, absolutely right. Looks like that. How, yeah. And how could you get a woman? <laughs> like I don't know if he does. I don't know. I don't know what his. Like, I don't know what his. his he really? Love do you, life do you is. talk to somebody like that? Hi, I'm Mike Golick. How are you? My dad is famous. Do you come here often? <laughs> <laughs> Can I buy you a drink? The lady will have this, and I'll have another Heineken. <laughs> Where, where'd she go? <laughs> she was just here a minute ago. I guess I will move on then. Hey, pretty lady. <laughs> Another night of masturbation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Okay, that, all right, this isn't a good segue. Um, <laughs> no, actually, yeah. Oh, man. Wow, yeah, I didn't think about that. That's not a good <laughs> okay. Um, all right, that's... All right, so we're going to tone it down here. Um, so... First topic, I guess we'll just touch on it just to get it the hell out of the way. Was uh, the reap and went arrests this week and the dismissal from the team, and uh, you know, like I, I just don't get these guys. Um, I mean, just for obvious reasons, but it's like, what are you doing? Like you're 22 years old, you're a senior, mm-hmm. and. Where are they? I don't even know where they live. So this occurred they, on Sawmill Place that, Boulevard. Yeah, which is where like, they lived because they were. Oh, that's where they're at. Yeah, that's their apartments because um, they were roommates. Um, yeah, I'm like you. It, it's so. I was actually talking to somebody just yesterday, um, and so the whole thing started with actual consensual sex between Reap and this young lady 
and she decided to say no for whatever reason, her right. She's entitled to say no. And if you're Amir Reap, senior, soon to be starting cornerback at the Ohio State University. Maybe. Well, okay. <laughs> we sort of had him, you know. Yeah. He is a dime corner yeah. sort of guy. So either way, you can walk into almost any bar on campus, say who yes. you are, and and probably pick up at least two or three women. I mean, what you really had to go to this level? It's just not. Yeah. Apparently, these guys are have. I I mean I don't know. I mean, yeah. From the. The affidavit and everything. I think there has to be some grand conspiracy for this not to be a, not to be the truth. I, I mean, this sounds like. Well, I watched, especially if they if they actually do have video. Yeah, which is actually what I was just going to say. I watched the arraignment, which was on the news, and now it's up on YouTube. If anyone has any interest in watching that I you know I only watched it because of the show here that we do so I wanted to have as much fact as I could on it but they did say during the actual arraignment that there is that there is video of, of him talking to her saying that she oh, had yeah. that, that that she has to say well, I knew that it was but I wonder if someone possesses it or is that I don't know if I don't know where it is but yeah, right. they did say during it that there is back like it's going to be used as evidence right yeah which is what they so it Ooh. seems they both pled not guilty which seems if they have the video evidence of it I don't know why you would do that I you know call me cynical or whatever but um, I think these guys when they're when they're like locally like high profile or something they just plead not guilty to everything hoping that they get lucky and somebody gives them preferential treatment could be yeah that could get, well be you know whew, got away with that one yeah you know, it's like so their attorneys who both spoke on their behalf reap's attorney didn't specifically deny the charges Wentz attorney went full out, denied all charges, saying that he is confident that when it comes out that it will show that Went didn't do anything wrong and, you know, he gave his whole spiel about everything. So it really was two sides. And when I looked at him, and I'm not reading into to this, I'm just mm. telling you what I saw. When you looked at him, Reap came in first, didn't look just looked very stoic very had no real no real emotion whatsoever when went came in he was damn near in tears the whole time he looked like he was really scared he was scared to death so take that for whatever you want i, I don't know yeah um yeah not to get into the details of the affidavit i guess but yeah, there's so I mean, if you want to actually read them, it's online. Or if you watch the uh, the arraignment, they actually read them in court. So it's to to do it as as tastefully as we could. You could just say that Reap and this young lady were were engaged in in so Reap, consensual oh, okay. sex at the very start. She said no. Oh, I got you. Okay. Afterwards, Went. This is all according to the facts. Went walks in, asks if he can join in, and then at that point, it, and then at that point, she has already said no, and at that point, Reap and Went 
force her to do multiple sexual activities to her. So, yeah. <clears throat> and then afterwards, according to it, Reap records her and says, "You have to say that this was all consensual," and forces her to take a shower. And then he drives her home, <laughs> which I thought was very strange too. Mm. So, anyway, yeah, uh, I, I never get the, I never get. I never get the whole thing with like, like what? Like you guys are on, you guys are apparently, you guys are roommates mm-hmm. and, and like you're on a football team and like, you know, I mean, they, probably, they go way back and, <clears throat> and then, you know, you want to, I mean, I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, this is all like, this is all allegation, I guess, but it's like, you want to, get together with the same girl yeah I don't I, that's I never understood that no personally but to each their own yeah I like, guess it's just it, yeah and the, then in that then then that manner is obviously screwed up so. yeah and credit to to coach day I mean immediately you know dismisses him from the team no we're gonna wait for the whole legal system to to play out before we make any decision that's I so Credit to Coach for just saying this does not meet our team expectations. Yeah, get him out of here. Yeah. Like, uh, give me a break. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, just to put yourself... Obviously, I mean, whatever was going on there... I mean, unless it... Yeah, unless it's just like some grand conspiracy. They might... Because I mean, usually the program, the football coach, the you know athletic director, they get, they get information that maybe we don't get. Right. And... <clears throat> sometimes they even talk to the accused on their team and they get an idea of what's up and it apparently didn't sound great. Right. That's usually how it goes. Absolutely. Yeah. So, the, you know, um, you know, I did. Um, and if you want to read Coach Day's statement, it's actually out there. But he essentially says that, you know, this did not meet with our team expectations. We, we will still, do, you know, do everything we can to actually help these two they will still have access to the same facilities that you know uh, I'm sorry to the same uh, health facilities that other students have and things like that so they're just no longer with the football program so yeah I mean they might be kicked out of school they could be yeah just don't know I mean mm-hmm. uh, I think and the next court date for them is February 21st so we'll see what happens from that point on what date February twenty first. Oh, okay. Is their next court date? Well, it's coming up Friday. Next yeah. Friday. Yeah. Yeah. So. Huh. So. All right. Well, Michigan State's got a new coach, and uh, they had his press conference this week. This is Mel Tucker. Came from Colorado. Goes way back. Uh, kind of came back home in a weird in a way. Because he was an assistant way back when. Yeah, he was a grad assistant under Saban back in '97. Um, he, you know, Mel Tucker's been around for a long time. I don't think most people realize how long he's been actually coaching. So he started out, uh, like I said, as a grad assistant with Saban in '97. Um, went to followed that up at Miami of Ohio DB coach, and then followed Saban to um, LSU to be the DB coach. And then most Buckeye fans would probably recognize him because from that point he became uh, 
one of our coaches. Mm-hmm. He was the DB coach on the national championship team yeah. in, two, in uh, 2002. Promoted to our defensive coordinator in 2004. From that, uh, Browns fans like us would also recognize him because he was the DB coach from 05 to 07. In 08, he was named the Browns defensive coordinator. And then from that point, he sort of jumped all around the you know the uh, the uh, the league. He had multiple jobs. Uh, then next high profile gig was Georgia's defensive coordinator in 2016. Was there for two years and then was named Colorado's head coach in 2018, where he went five and seven. So, mm-hmm. and then uh, on to back full circle to Michigan State. Yeah, I knew Colorado fans. Yeah, I mean, I'm only getting this off of some comments and stuff that I saw, um, but they seem to be kind of sounding off. Yeah. Like, really, like, pissed that he left, but... Well, because he had... Um, <coughs> when the job first opened, initially he came out and said, I'm not leaving, which is what, you know, all coaches do. Um, and then if you believe what's being written, because they haven't really publicly announced what his actual salary is, if you believe it, they more than doubled his current salary at Colorado just to actually get him to come back. So, because Luke Fickle... Because... Tar- Fickle turned him down flat, so yeah. they had to go back to Mel Tucker and offer him a truckload of money to come back. <laughs> so, imagine being in a position where you have to overpay, double a guy's salary where he's at that that where he finished five and seven so in his first year. I mean, not that he couldn't be some, but no. I mean, he doesn't have much head coaching experience. No, he and he, you got back up the Brinks truck <laughs> for a guy that's like. Uh, yeah, I guess he might be. He might be worth it. We'll, I mean, we'll have to see. We'll see five years. Yeah, you know, but, I, I just think it all goes back to what a clown show that whole thing has absolutely become. It's so it's it's. I mean, it's laughable that you're absolutely right that you have to overpay a guy that went five and seven at Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> that's what your program has now become, yeah. and it's. I mean, if I am a Michigan State fan, I'm abs- I'm absolutely just screaming out of my window. What the hell are you guys yeah. doing? Well, you could have just you know brought John L. Smith. <laughs> John L. Smith. Oh, man. God, what a nightmare that was for them, too. Yeah, so, I mean, we'll see how this... I don't know how this is really going to work. I mean, Mel Tucker, we don't know what he is really going to be, you know. In all fairness to him, he hasn't really been given much of a shot to be a real head coach yet. So, we'll see. Uh, What I can say is I don't think it's going to happen very fast. I I think it's really going to be a slow burn for him. So, Yeah, the weirdest thing... <clears throat> that came up with his press conference was that D'Antonio was not there mm-hmm. at all, but Tom Izzo was, and Tom Izzo was giving support. But yeah. meanwhile, so like D'Antonio is like retiring from coaching, but sure. he's still holding a, some sort of position and kind of like high paying position. Yeah, in the he's still department. getting. Yeah, he's he's still getting paid by the athletic department for something. I don't know what the actual I position is. He's like a million dollar salary yeah. in the athletic department yeah. after retiring, quote unquote, from coaching and taking that huge paycheck that he got or that uh whatever it was that uh Yeah, the bonus. Yeah, that that huge bonus that like he got. a 10-year bonus. Right. Yeah. Boys all like to have that at work. I right? know, yeah. <laughs> I've been there for 10 years, so go ahead and give me 5 
5.6 million or something or how much it was. I think I got like a $50 gift card at work <laughs> for being there 10 years. I was, it might have, well, was it 50? Might have been 100. 100 bucks. I, yeah, I was at a company for seven years and I got like a $50 watch. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was, gee, fossil, thanks. Yeah. Fossil watch. Yeah. <laughs> I got a fossil watch after seven years of service. Yeah. Thank you. That's great. Nice. Yeah. It's not not four point three mil. Yeah. Dang. <clears throat> so so um yeah so yeah D'Antonio is not even there. Izzo picks up the slack and gives his support. D'Antonio can't show up and say a damn word. No, and I don't know what that's about. I, I, so here's sort of my my theory behind this is I think D'Antonio wanted Fickle to take his spot. And for whatever reason, the board of directors, the board of regents, which is they have way too much power up there, did not agree with that or they dropped the ball on trying to get Fickle in and I think D'Antonio is just a little bit bitter because he and Fickle yeah, are yeah, yeah, yeah. they are really close. They're really good friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wanted to, he wanted to be involved on the replacement. Right. Um and he wasn't, so he's you know, being all pissy and and <clears throat> bitchy about it. So he um yeah, so he's not even gonna Yeah, he and didn't didn't he? Yeah, because he knows Mel Tucker. Yeah, because yeah. they coached together. Yeah, they've actually coached together before. Because yeah. D'Antonio, yeah, he right. was on Saban's staff too, I think, at one point. Or no? Well, De Trussell. Yeah, sure. yeah, for yeah. So, so they know each other. Yeah. It's just, but I think Fickle is more. He's more close. I think Fickle and Fickle's wife and his wife mm-hmm. are really good friends. Yeah. So I think it's all sort of like that. And he would he really wanted Fickle to be. His replacement. Well, they knew that was going to be a tough sell. Sure. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's I me. Mean, who the hell wants to just pick up and move? And when Fickles said before, he's not. I mean, it's going to take. I mean, basically the highest stage. <laughs> yeah, that's real. I mean, I think Fickles <laughs> would probably leave for a mid-level, like a mid-level pack, pack twelve. Maybe job, I, maybe I don't know. I mean, you, See, that seems like a lateral move to me. Yeah, I suppose. I just think you're because right now he's not in a in a Power Five conference, and I think he might do it just to get himself into a Power Five conference. I don't know. Yeah, I, he's yeah he's. I mean, he just said he goes, look, I got kids in school. They're, we're rooted here yeah. in Ohio. I mean, I just don't want to deal with it. I mean, like he's getting. They'll pay him. They'll pay him fairly well. Yeah. And it's like, it's not worth the headache. I mean, who wants to hear the wife? <laughs> no, no, hey. No, I get it. No, that will definitely factor into it. I just think he may want at some point to try to get into a, a Power 5 school. That's the only yeah. thing. That's my only thought process behind it. Now, if he were doing this well at Michigan State... I don't think that he would ever leave because he's in a Power Five conference. Mm. So I just think that might be the only thing that maybe gets him out of there. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. I mean, you never know, but yeah, once your once your kids start getting toward high school and sure. stuff, you're like, I'm just gonna wait this out. And yeah, ride and, it and out until like you know, kids. You don't have any reason to not move, you know, move or, or yeah, yeah. 
And let's really not forget, I mean, Fickle's still really young. I mean, it's not like he's really dying to get somewhere that fast. I mean, he could stay at Cincinnati for another 10 years, and he would still be in his late 40s, I I think, before he, you know, if at that point he really decides to actually try something else. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, he's still a a pretty young coach. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll see what happens with Mel Tucker. It's going to be a, you know, it'll be a, a... a long, I, I'm curious to see how long of a leash he he really does get. So, I mean, he, he should get a long leash. I mean, if they're smart, but yeah. you know, stranger things have happened. Yeah. But you know, we'll see. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we'll we'll move on uh, to the high state, like the whole series that we're doing. We're just going over game by game each week from the 2019 season. Recap those games. Kind of talk about. Um. Talk about that that game and then how it kind of, you know, if there's any tie-ins to 2020 and, you know, that sort of thing. So uh, game number – we're going to game number three from the 2019 season was Ohio State at Indiana, at Indiana. Mm-hmm. Uh, both were 2-0 and coming into that game. Uh, Indiana – let me see. Let me go back. So Indiana finished – They made a bowl game. Um I think they finished seven or eight wins. Yeah, because uh, they played Tennessee in yeah, the Gator game. Bowl, which really upset me because I really, really wanted them to actually win that, that game. That game was ridiculous. They shouldn't yeah. even have lost that game. That was yeah. a crazy. There's a lot. <clears throat> I want to say there's some bad luck in it but mm-hmm. near the end, but yeah. they, they were at, they had a lead and blew it. They, they had, had a big lead and blew it. Yeah. Like, but uh, yeah, so they they started off the season with Ball State and Eastern Illinois before us. And not, really, and not, really the, <laughs> not really, not really, not really the best way to prep for us, but yeah, but um, yeah, so yeah, there were two no coming in, but it was like, hey, obviously, yeah. play anybody, not that we did, no, but, still, I mean, yeah. we started out against you know Cincinnati and uh, well, Cincinnati, yeah, Cincinnati, so, but yeah. yeah, Cincinnati's formidable, so and that, but yeah, so high state was obviously looking. Much better than Indiana. Uh, usually do. I mean, you you think that, but sometimes in Indiana, they're kind of sneaky. They can uh, give you a ball game for three quarters. Indiana is always one of those teams where they're always well coached. They never really give up. They always fight to the very end. And yeah, they sometimes can keep it. You know, they can really keep it close for you know for three quarters, three and a half quarters. Yeah, there's been some like tough games. They always played high state and Michigan super tough. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I remember what ninety six or eight. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> um, they they played Ohio State so tough, and it was like it was going into the fourth quarter, like it could have went either way. If it was a rainy game, it was like. Uh, I mean, Ohio State's national title champ. Right. See, it was at Indiana. Mm-hmm. It was like 27-16 final and like a bunch of – I think if there was a, it was rain or whatnot. But, yeah, it was one of those games that could have went either way. Yeah. And, the, um, the, yeah. yeah and, and you're absolutely right. It's always us and, you know, and Michigan that they always play close. Uh, in mm-hmm. fact, I think they even got Michigan a couple years ago. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so – yeah, this one, uh, both 2-0 coming in. Uh, I'm sure Ohio State was heavily favored. I don't see that no, in I'm, front of me. But anyway, yeah. But yeah um, so 
Yeah, so... 51 to 10 was the final score. Um, you know, it was a typical game for us. Uh, Fields was 14 to 24 for a buck 99 and three touchdowns. Dobbins had tw- 22 carries for 193 and a score. Um, just some real quick notes from it. I think this was the game where uh, Fields sort of looked in total control of the game. Um, he sort of looked like, I think this is the game where he sort of took over as a leader out on the field too. Um, but uh, he didn't look rattled. He didn't look confused, scared, just looked in total control. Now, Indiana's defense may have had a little bit to actually do with that, but at the same time, it was really nice to see him so early in the season show that he was ready to you know, take over as a leader on the field. Yeah, uh, Olave had a huge first half. Um, I think he had... In the first, just in the first half, he was three catches for seventy yards, and a TD, and also a um, punt block. Yeah. So <clears throat> they were super balanced in the first half um, with you know JK. Well, let's see. Did they play? Yeah, he played in the second half. He played. So, yeah, just to like start out the second half. So while the first team was in, they were super balanced. I'll rephrase that because <laughs> yeah, um, Fields had twenty four attempts, pass attempts. Um, JK had 22 carries. Uh, so right there you see a super balanced yeah. balanced attack there. In fact, they may have even been more run heavy because Teague had 10 carries, and I think a couple of those were actually during the first half Was too. It? Okay, yeah, so he so. got some early action. Yeah. Yeah, he ended up going for over 100, 106 on 10 carries. Yeah. He had a 40-yard run. Uh, JK with a 56-yard <coughs> run. <clears throat> so... Yeah, I mean, it, it was um, – Indiana's only real bright spot was right before the first half was over. They ran a trick play that they scored a touchdown on that uh, – Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was – I mean, it was one that really never should have worked, but yeah. – uh, Bub- uh, Well, not bubble screen. A uh, little well, wide receiver screen behind the line, tight end, who uh, was on that same side of the line of scrimmage yeah. slips past Harrison mm-hmm. um, who went to go attack the wide receiver screen yeah. and catch and, and then that guy wide receiver threw it over top and touchdown and touchdown yeah, so. so it was really like it was kind of like the only uh, well they had a 28 yard pass and a 21 yard pass so. yeah but, not a lot of big but, plays for him I mean uh, yeah Ramsey threw for 162 I mean so it was like yeah, they're just. Uh, this was another game where the defense really, you know, they really showed out, and uh, you know, which um, I think going into this season, all of us were a little bit concerned about the defense because it was so bad in 2018. We were a little bit concerned about what it was going to look like, and game three, it still looked, re- it still looked really, really good. So you know, it was, it was really nice to. You know, to yeah, that see was that. that was the big thing coming in to this year because I mean, quite frankly, I mean they were, I mean, kind of outside of even even the national title season. I want to say going back to 2012, 2012's defense, 2013's defense were sieves. Yeah, they I were know. awful. It was, <laughs> it was and even though I mean they went undefeated, but they outscored everybody. Yeah, they so, just happened to be able to have you know in, in to score so many points. Yeah, and uh, <clears throat> in 2014, you know, it didn't start off great. Yep, 
you know, I guess Virginia Tech, and even there were some games through that yeah. season that the mm-hmm. defense wasn't exactly on point. No. But they, they finished strong enough. They did right. enough to win. Kind of bend or break. Yeah, I think it. You know, going back to that season, to you know, to that season, I think the Big Ten champ. Well, I think even if you go back to the the uh, to the Michigan game, I, I think that was where they really started to sort of find their own spot. And then, obviously, the Big Ten, uh, the Big Ten championship game. I mean, they beat Wisconsin, whatever it was, what fifty six to zip. I mean that. You know that sort of you know cemented them as a really great defense. Yeah, um, it, it just kind of seemed like under Urban's like the defensive side of the ball always seemed like kind of a work in progress. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, it was always like um, yeah. See, let's see. Uh, I mean, just a lot of like where you know. I mean, in 20, 2018, they're giving up like fifty to Maryland. Yeah, crap like is... that. Where, but even you know they give up twenty eight, twenty seven. You know. Um, you know, almost thirty points and a lot of wins. Mm-hmm. And it was like, gosh, really? I mean, you know, then we had the, the 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 just complete disasters against Iowa and Purdue, and those losses were like, what in the world? Like, what is this? Yeah. So, um, I mean, just complete. I mean, they're not exactly isolated though either. No, but you kind of no. saw like you're like, uh, but. Um, yeah, I mean, the 2016 season, I mean, the most they ever gave up there in the 2016 season was, uh, like, 27 against Michigan. So, I mean, but then but then, well, then they go to the Fiesta Bowl and get blown out 31 to yeah. zero. <laughs> By Clemson, so, yeah. So, but, yeah, during that season, we never saw anything. But then it, like, came back around, like, oh, there's that defense or, you know, or there's, you know, that's that game. It was like, there's that anemic offense that yeah. we sometimes saw. So, but um, so yeah, I mean, it was it was really good to see that our defense looked as though they may have finally gotten their act straight in this game because yeah. Indiana had actually they had given us fits in you know previous years, so it was yeah. nice to see. Yeah. Um. So yeah, yeah, we had um, and yeah, everybody getting into it just like in a blowout. Just yeah, like a lot of people. Um, I think we actually closed out the game with. Uh, Damon Arnett's pick six, which was a really nice yeah, play too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's nice to see a defensive touchdown. Yeah. Um, you know, those guys they don't get too many shots at those. Mm-mm. So, um, so yeah, another game number three on the uh, 2019 season, 51 to 10 over Indiana. But uh, next one would be Miami. Miami. Yeah, <clears throat> which is the game where I think. People were scorned who like bought a really you know expensive ticket. We, you know we we were letting them you know come down and play so that so <laughs> so that they could get a touchdown because I don't remember what the score was that game, but I think we scored a whole bunch of points. Oh yeah yeah seventy seventy got, it broke seventy right yeah I think it was yeah. like I think it was like seventy six to five but yeah because uh, yeah so we'll, yeah we'll go over that one next week yeah <clears throat> well much as there is so yeah there's not much to that. So, uh, so yeah, ba- basketball Buckeyes uh, this week at two wins. Um, the first one on, uh, was it Tuesday? Tuesday night against Rutgers. Yeah, that one <clears throat> was a little scary. Um, they started off really well in the mm-hmm. first half and then kind of just blew it, blew the lead. Yeah, they had a real nice lead going into the middle of the second half and just 
got absolutely complacent and didn't take care of the ball, didn't try to uh, didn't try to really you know protect the ball, just was very lackadaisical. And Rutgers, to their to their credit, said, "Okay, fine, then we're going to try to come back." And boy, we almost blew it. Yeah, I mean, they had a lead of. 20 at mm-hmm. one point? Uh, 18, I think, 18? was the biggest. Yeah. I see 18. Yeah. yeah. They had an 18-point lead at one point in the second half. And then all of a sudden, they were sleepwalking. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's like it got down to five? Yeah, it was down to five. five? In fact, I think four. it was even. Four. Yeah, I was going to say. down to four with 37 seconds left. Yeah. Um yeah, I mean, I mean, it wasn't that lopsided in the second half. They, it was a nine-point, you know, went from fifteen-point lead to um, Rutgers winning in the second half. You know, as far as just first half versus second half, by Rutgers had a nine-point advantage in the second half. So, but uh, to almost score, you know, just to kind of have that like offensive drought. Yeah. Versus what you did in the first half was kind of. Yeah, and disappointing, I think. But. One of the bigger stats was uh, Rutgers bench uh, is the reason why they actually came back and won that game. They didn't have a single starter score double digits. It was all their bench that scored their points. Um, young, oh yeah, young Baker had seventeen and thirteen. I mean, so it you know credit to their bench and our bench absolutely did jack. Well, no, that's not true. Uh, Washington had ten. Arns had nine. Liddell had his, you know, a typical four points. So yeah. I mean, it, 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 their bench is the reason why they were able to come back and score. But um, uh, you know, big scores for us. Wesson Brothers had um, Andre at thirteen. Caleb had sixteen. So yeah, yeah. Um, you know, out of the two of them, Andre had ten rebounds. I know. <laughs> Like, it just shows you, I don't know. I mean, Caleb's still living out by the three-point line. Yeah. Still picking and popping and not rolling. Yeah, and unfortunately, I hate it whenever he does well from, from, from the line. He went three for three this game, but yeah. he only shot seven in, seven times in the whole game, which is kind of crazy. Like, really? Like, yeah. I mean, I mean, shoots. I mean it, you're, you're, you're a star player, and you're like – if. And a big man, star player at that. This is what drives me nuts about this team. Holtman has never backed off the fact that the offense runs through Caleb Wesson. If that's the case, if the person that you run 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 the offense through gets seven shots, it's, there, there's something wrong with that plan. It's then weird. Yeah, that he should have like five assists. Yeah, or something he had one. Yeah, it's it's yeah. it's so backwards the way that he's he's running. Now we've won seventeen <laughs> games with what five or six left. So I mean, it's not awful, but at the same time, you can't have a guy who you run the offense through that takes seven shots and has one assist. Yes, yeah, uh, yeah. We just go back to me. C.J. Walker actually <clears throat> actually had five assists this game and. Only one turnover, so yeah. he, he didn't shoot worth the shit. But no, but hey, that's okay. I mean, we don't need him. Mm-hmm. Why? I don't know why he shoot six threes. Yeah, and he was, was one for nine for the game, which <laughs> but he hit his free throws. He went to the line twice and hit four three throws. But um, but yeah, I mean, other than that, I mean, assist the turnovers. He's taking care of the ball, distributing and doing yeah. that. But 
I mean, that's kind of what we want out of the guy. Absolutely. We, want to, we don't want a damn point guard. Um, they keep kind of playing point guard by committee. and I, I mean, it's fine if you got a guy in foul trouble, but if you don't, then why are we, you know, oh, this, this time it's Luther's turn. This time it's Dwayne's turn. This time it's CJ's turn. I mean, we like to keep it CJ and DJ if DJ comes back. Yeah. But every time I see Washington or Muhammad bringing the ball up the court, I want to scream because it makes no sense. And it happens. It doesn't happen that often, but it happens more often than what it should. It's It, it's, it seems like Dwayne Washington is going to become more de facto point guard again. He, he is going to be a point forward. That's really what he is going to wind up being. I mean, what is he, 6'4"? I think. Uh, 6'3". Okay. Yeah, so. I mean... I mean, I suppose he could be a point guard, but he's more of a shooter than he is a, you know, a distributor. So, yeah, you know, I mean, if that helps him, <coughs> I don't know. He he's a better shooter than Muhammad. Yeah, he definitely is that. Um, although he wasn't in this game, he was four for nine. He was he was zero for two from three. Muhammad was three for four and went two for three from the line from from the three point line. So. And then you had Arns, who uh, this was one of his, you know, typical games. He was he only took four shots, all of them threes, and he made three of them. So, um, you know, uh, but yeah, to get back to your point, uh, Washington is a better shooter than uh, than than Muhammad is. So, uh, but in this game, he just he just didn't shoot that well. Yeah, um, yeah, they had a lot of guys. I mean. I see a lot of guys with the same skill set, but sometimes it seems that way. It does, uh, especially when you look at Washington and Muhammad. I mean, they're almost identical in I mean, build. Wesson's kind of that way, too. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, Wesson Sometimes is, he can play tougher, though. Yeah, he... He, he plays bigger than he is at times. That's a really good way to put it. He plays he plays down the post more. Um, but, yeah, so it, it's just... This game was just so frustrating to watch. Um, you didn't watch it, but I did, and it, it was so frustrating to watch them blow that big lead. And uh, luckily, they did they did get the win, though. But it was it was a struggle, and it really didn't you know really didn't have to be. But I think this really goes back to what your statement was about how the Big Ten is just so good right now. Yeah, I mean, Rutgers has a winning record in the conference yeah. even after this game. They're eight and six. They're eight and five in the conference coming in. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know they have Ron Harper Jr.? I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Ron Harper Jr. is a sophomore. Six, I never six, heard him. Yeah, 6'6 six, six sophomore. That's right. Yeah, he and is. Ron I Harper didn't even Jr. think about it during that game. He kind of looks like his dad. I don't think that they hair. ever called him. They don't think that they ever referred to him as Jr. during that game. I don't know if they did or not. I don't remember. He's got a little bit of sideshow Bob hair. but <laughs> Yes, but I do remember. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um. But yeah, he's yeah, he's pretty good. Yeah, twelve almost twelve points a game, almost six rebounds. Yeah. Um, so uh, he does act. He does actually look a lot like his dad. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so um, Ron Harper Jr. So you yeah. might see hear that name more. Yeah. Coming up. Yeah. I don't know if he's their top scorer or. Uh, he's averaging. Let me see. He's averaging eleven. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so see. he's averaging 12 and six boards, so that's not bad. Yeah. Um, let me see. Is he – yeah, he is their leading scorer. Yeah, he's a sophomore. They must be super balanced. Um, yeah. No, 
No doubt. Rutgers. I know their coach. I never. I'm not sure if I ever came across their coach before. I don't know. No. Yeah. When they said it uh during the game, I didn't know. I had never even heard of them. So. Yeah, they're super balanced. They got a guy, Ron Harbour Jr., at 12, almost 12 points a game, another yeah. 10 points a game, another guy 10 points a game, another 8, an 8. That's almost another 8, another yeah. 7. Like, they got a lot of guys chipping in. Let's see, one, two, that's seven guys right there. Yeah. That's seven, between 7 and 12 points a game. That'll get you 70 to 75 points each game, and that's yeah. usually good enough to win. So Yeah, so... Um, but on the other hand, let's, let's see what Ohio State's is like that. Because, I mean, I don't – I mean, I guess sometimes they seem balanced and sometimes they're – I mean, or this is just based on averages, but – Wesson but, is averaging nine. See, they got, yeah, I guess they're similar. Caleb's at 14. Uh, C.J. Walker is probably low. He's averaging 7.6? Really? I wouldn't have guessed it was that high. Yeah, I mean, now we got to pick up the slack. DJ Carton was averaging 10 points a game. Yeah. And now he's out, so, so we got guys got to pick up that slack. Yeah. So Kyle Young against Purdue did pick up that slack. Segway. Yeah. yeah, there you go. <laughs> very, very well done, sir. Might I'll be Mike Greenberg. <laughs> <laughs> Segway brought to you by. <laughs> Uh, which, what's another response? I don't know. Uh, the, I can always remember the 100 Flowers inbox. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, they, so they handled Purdue on um, yesterday? Yeah, yesterday. Yeah, that game you listened to and watched. I was at work, so I didn't actually watch it. Yeah, so um, this game was, I mean, they, they had control of this game pretty well um, throughout. And Purdue's a crazy team. You think our season has been rocky all over the map? <laughs> Purdue has been all over the map. I okay. mean, it, it makes no sense. I mean, they have – let's see. So, let's see. Let's, let's go on. So, they they lost to Florida State by three. Florida State's Florida, a really good team, though. Yeah. And then they blew out – I mean, blew out Virginia – 69 to 40. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. Like, let's look on, like, uh, so they lost them at Marquette by 10. They lost to Texas by four at home. Jeez. Yeah, blew out Virginia by by almost 30. Then they, then, then two games later, they lose to Nebraska by 14. (laughs) Yeah, that (laughs) doesn't make no sense. Yeah. And then, then, um, so, and then they, let's see, another. Then they only score 37 versus Illinois. That's insane. Yeah, they couldn't even hit 40 points. Jeez. I mean, How do you like a middle 30? school offense. Yeah. <laughs> That's ridiculous. So, man. I mean, they're kind of all over the map. I mean, they can play outstanding and then um, and they just – I mean, they, they kicked Michigan State's ass by almost 30. Yeah, that's definitely an up and down season. That's yeah. really up and down. Yeah, that's and a they, really good observation. They, they beat Iowa. They put 104 points up on Iowa. What? Yeah, 104 to 68. Jeez. And then, and then, uh, then, then they beat uh, Indiana, um, and then they lost to Penn State, which is you know totally respectable. Penn yeah. State's Penn State's got a really good team this year. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, it, we actually lost to him twice, right? Or, uh, I can't remember if it was once or twice. Definitely, yeah. but Penn State—I mean, uh, they're looking like they're, they could be strong in the tournament. Yeah, they definitely could um, be. So, 
yeah, Purdue's been all over the map. I mean, they, I mean, we cannot. I mean, they're fourteen and twelve, but have shown glimpses of like. Yeah, they're definitely a bubble team. team. I mean, they they go from like looking like a Sweet Sixteen team to a <laughs> to, like, to a was what's below the NIT. Yeah, I don't know. What, <laughs> there actually is a tournament below the NIT, but I can't remember what it's called. To be honest, oh, it's CBA. That might be it. Actually, no, I don't know. I don't know what it's called. C, it's like. Oh my gosh! Now you gotta look it up. <laughs> uh, tournament yeah. below D- NIT. Yeah, I don't know what that is. CBI. The, yeah, that's right. Yeah, the college basketball invitational. The co- <laughs> <laughs> it was the first Wikipedia result when I looked up tournament below <laughs> NIT. CBI. Good lord! If you're just looking for some scrimmages, if you're just <laughs> looking for some practice, you're like oh. this team. We just need some extra games. We just gotta get some. Yeah, I got some new plays on the work in here. College basketball invitational. Boy, they sure do make it sound really cool, huh? Yeah, yeah. It the, sounds like the the Hawaii, like yeah. Hawaii uh, invitational. Yeah, the college basketball invitational. No, it's not oh, really. That yeah, good. It's like, oh, hey, what, what tropical climate are we gonna go to? Yeah. Uh, no, you're just gonna play at home. <laughs> Or, or no, wait, where, who do you got in the seating? Oh, you got uh, North Dakota State? You'll be playing in North Dakota. Yeah, you'll be playing in North Dakota in the middle of March. There are no uh, neutral sites. <laughs> We're not paying for that shit. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Ohio State took care of, handled Purdue very well. I mean, uh, Kyle Young is the glue. I mean, he has been all year. One thing that we haven't talked about is when he went out with the appendectomy mm-hmm. and he missed four games. I believe you're right. Yeah, four could have been even five games. I'm not sure, yeah. but yeah, it was a it was a it was a pretty good stretch of games. Um, I think, yeah, I think he let's see, da, 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 missed two games. I guess he just missed two, but then again, you come back. I mean, he was like, you're not really going to be yeah, yeah. the same player. You had to get back in the swing of things. It's almost like he missed four. I yeah, guess it felt like it. So, I mean, he's kind of the glue guy. He absolutely because he is. does all the dirty work, and he, you know, he. Let's see. If we get in this box. game, yeah, he had 16 points, seven rebounds. He only had one assist. But he yeah. made six and nine shots. He went and now this is a big stat for him. He went four for four from the free throw line, which yeah. he's a horrible free throw shooter. So yeah, yeah, it's not his game. Um, but yeah, he led the team with sixteen. Um, and uh, Caleb Wilson, thirteen points and eight rebounds. But he had a really weird Caleb Wesson game where it's like he had six turnovers. <laughs> He went out of the, he had two fouls in the first half. He sat his ass on the bench, um, on the in the first half because with two fouls, and I don't remember the fouls. I don't because I think I was still listening on the radio as I was running errands, and but you know I, I don't know whatever. I'm not even gonna try to speculate what kind of type of fouls they were, but um, but then he, you know and he missed. Two layups, like he he actually made good decisions because I think he had harms out on him yeah. or somebody that he could take off the dribble. Right now, who he could take off the dribble is very the selective. amount of yeah the it's amount very of, very selective the amount of players in all of college basketball <laughs> are not that many. But mm-hmm. he made a smart decision not try to shoot over harms and he t- he pump faked him a little, little head fake and tried to go by him and he did yeah and 
Twice he missed layups. Twice. And and one of them, he, he like, lollygagged to get his own rebound because it was like, it was, was it on a fast break? It was on a fast break. One of them was on a fast break. So it was, um, so he went to go get it and he's just like smiling and laughing because he blew a layup because it kind of, he almost looked like he went for a dunk yeah. and it came out of his hand. Oh. And then he kind of lollygagged to go hustle to get it. And then somebody, one of the Purdue guys hustled and stole it from him. Jeez. And, you know, Holtman gave him death stares. But it was like, but then after the game, he's like, oh, I guess sometimes you just got to let players play and uh, just leave it at that. Sometimes you got to let players play. But, yeah, it wasn't good. So. I, I think Holtman, you know, it's kind of hard to really talk bad, up, you know, to talk bad about him this week because they won. Yeah, know, yeah. Two games, but Holtman his his coaching decisions have been up and down too throughout the season. I mean, he deserves some of the blame for a lot of the bad games that they've lost. So, yeah, it's just like there's just I mean they, they need more guys to get just lock in and play with more fire. Yeah, and uh, sometimes you get a lot of guys that kind of just I mean it's just like <clears throat> it's like they don't know their role or you know, they just they don't like Caleb like he's all over the map like. He's all over the place. I mean, like some. I mean, he really looked awesome in the um, for for stretches in the second half, and then there's stuff where it's just like, "What are you doing?" Like, I mean, it doesn't make any sense. Like a, a, a turnover or a missed layup, and it's just like, "What is that?" Yeah, and for him, that's a good game for him. I mean, he hasn't had that game where he just plays lights out near perfect doesn't make many where he doesn't make many mistakes he just that's and i think i sent you a text about this too i think that's his ceiling i don't think he's gonna get much better than that man and it's upsetting because you pointed out which was really upsetting to me he's only a junior yeah so he's probably gonna be back next year yeah yeah i'd like to think that you know maybe Maybe it's mental, and maybe it's um, I don't know confidence thing, and maybe it's something that I know <clears throat> Mickey Mariotti doesn't work. I don't know if he crosses over at all, but no idea. It'd be nice if somebody could kind of get with him with some more strength and conditioning because like Absolutely. he lost weight, he's no faster, no, and he looks soft. Like he, he just does not want to live in the paint. This game, he he let re, resided in the paint a little more. Yeah, it was like ah, and it helped free up open shooters because mm-hmm. we had a lot of good open shooters, open shots. We didn't take, we weren't, the guys weren't looking for shots that weren't there. Yeah, and, I mean, uh, if you look at some of the numbers, I mean, uh, Washington was three for five, Muhammad was three for five, uh, Kyle Young was six and nine, Andre what uh, was three of seven. Even C.J. Walker was three of six, so I mean there wasn't a poor shooting performance. Yeah, and uh, Caleb Wesson had four assists. Yeah, so I mean there was sometimes where he'd kick it back out. I mean C.J. Walker had four. They had fourteen assists. I mean, which is that's what you want. You want double digit assists, right? In games where, I mean, you know, sometimes you're gonna miss open shots, but but if you can get open shots, you get a better chance of making them. You know, if you move the ball appropriately. <clears throat> and just move it and inside out and 
Look for, you know, Caleb's, I knew one time he split a double team oh, okay. for a score, which was like, ah. Oh, That's really what you want to see from yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. And then sometimes he'd kick them out and get open open looks for guys, and that's exactly what you want. Yeah, he's, uh, um, you know, if he can play like like this, it ups our stock in the tournament. But I don't know if he can play like this for a stretch of, you know, six or seven games. He just can't because um, he hasn't shown that he is able to actually do that throughout the season. Um, but what I'm sort of hoping, because, you know, um, Kyle Young had such a great game, I'm sort of hoping he's going to ride this and we're going to have a nice stretch run here to where we can make a good solid run into the Big Ten turn. And, yeah, so, and I was actually looking here too. I was wrong. Um, we actually did. We blew out. Penn State the first time, 106 to 74, and then they got us at their place, 90 to 76. So we did actually split against them. So yeah, it's it's respectable. Yeah. Um, it seems like if you go down the standings, it's super interesting. Go down the standings, and you will see you'll see the splits. Like if you look at the home and away. Yeah. Um, it's like real lopsided as far as home and away. Like there's only one, one team in the entire conference with a winning record away. Really? Yeah, that's that, Penn State. Okay, I was thinking that it might have been Maryland. Yeah, they're four and four. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I mean everyone's winning at home. Rutgers is undefeated at home. Really? Seventeen and zero at home. Wow. One and six on the road. Yikes. <laughs> so if you go down there, look. I mean, you got a lot four and four, five and three. This is top to bottom. Maryland four and four. Penn State five and three, Michigan State four and four, Rutgers one and six. This is all road records. Yeah, three and five, four and five, four and six. Us three and five, Purdue three and seven, Minnesota Golden Gophers one and eight, <laughs> Indiana one and five. Indiana's sixteen and eight, but they're one and five on the road. Wow, five of their eight losses are on the road. So Michigan um, Wolverines uh, two and five. Nebraska, I mean they they suck, but and they knocked off Purdue, but yeah. they suck. But they're um, they're zero and nine on the road. <laughs> We're Northwestern one and eight. What so is credit? What is Minnesota's record? Minnesota is twelve and eleven. So they're we lost to them twice. Oh my god! Yeah, we the first time that so that that was our first loss of the season, and we lost at their place eighty four to seventy one. And then they got us at home, fifty-nine to sixty-two. Yeah, that game. That game was ridiculous to watch. That, that was horrible. That game must look like nobody showed up. Yeah. So again, Kyle Young was like the leading scorer. They oh, the Minnesota took care of the ball. They only turned it over four times in that game. Jeez. And we just, I mean, I mean, we but, turned it over twelve, which isn't good. It's not, you know, it's, it's not, not awful, horrible, but, but yeah. I mean, but that sort of goes back. I mean, we keep on circling back to what, to, you know, to your point. This conference is just, can't they are just cannibalizing each other. It's, yeah. It is insane. It's, it, yeah. it, 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 and I would also say it's the toughest conference in college basketball. It, it really is. Yeah, look at, like, say, um, what's another good conference? Usually ACC, but yeah. I don't know what they're looking like Pac-12 is probably better this year. I yeah. don't know. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, ACC, I mean, they have, 
They got a few. They you got North half, you half got of North them Carolina, like, you half got of Virginia. Them. Yeah, 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 yeah. So like, let's see. Um, see, they look a little different. Yeah, they're a little different. To, to top, they're top heavy. Yeah, like Duke, Louisville. I mean, they're twenty-two and three, twenty-one and five, twenty-one and four for Florida State. They're kind of yeah. top heavy. Virginia's a little down this year. Yeah, probably because they lost the uh, DeAndre Hunter. Right. Yeah. And um, and the other kid. Uh, I know who you're talking about, but I can't think of his name. White kid. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I forget his name. Shoot, I think he got drafted. Um, but um, so they're they're seventeen and seven. So they're similar to our record. Right. But. Yeah, they're a little different. Even on the road, they like like their top teams have winning records on the road, and like six and three, seven and one. I mean, Florida State's five and four, but yeah, they're a little different. I mean, they're, everyone's better at home. But let's look at who'd you say Pac twelve? Yeah, I think the Pac twelve is probably they're pretty, pretty strong. Close. Yeah, I think there's they. Yeah, I mean, you got half of their half of their uh, look like on the bubble, or you know. Or I mean, going down, you look like you could pot. You have as many as it's crazy. Colorado is number one. Wow, Pac-12 um, <laughs> in first place, yeah. <clears throat> at twenty and six overall, twelve and two. Well, I'm sorry, twenty and six overall, nine and four in the conference. And Oregon. They only have say, two ranked teams. They only have really? two ranked teams, but they have they have as many as one, two, three, four, five, six. Six, seven, eight, nine teams that could potentially make the tournament. Going all the way down to Oregon State. Now, in conference, Oregon State, Utah, Stanford, they have losing records in conference. I mean, but some of that could change by the time we get to, you know, first week of March. Right. I mean, there's, yeah, I mean, they got some potential there. I mean, Big East, how is Big East looking? Big East uh, with Villanova. Ten teams. Yeah. They got five ranked teams. Villanova. Yeah. Providence. Villanova. Uh, Providence, no. They're okay. 14 and 12. Okay. Uh, um, yeah, 14 and 12. So you got Seton Hall. Okay. At the top, ranked number 10. Crichton, uh, number 23 in the country. It's kind of funny that it's kind of all over the place. 23, yeah. but Villanova's ranked 15, and they're 18 and 6. <clears throat> and we blew them out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Marquette, 17 and 7. Butler, I saw them yesterday uh, lose to Georgetown. But so Georgetown's kind of bubble, 15 and 10 right now. Yeah. Xavier's bubble, 16 and 9. So Xavier is in the Big East. Yeah. Did you ever notice that um, about this time until the fall, <laughs> um, all SEC fans are quiet as could be? Because yeah, yeah, yeah. the SEC is absolute <laughs> garbage when it comes to basketball. They don't they don't have anything except for Kentucky. That's all they have in basketball. Because they look like they were going to be pretty solid, and they're kind of like okay. They could get six in the tournament this year. Yeah, they got like a lot of yeah. So they got Kentucky twenty and five. Calipari does a great job, man. Like say what you want about Calipari, but. They were looking kind of shaky, and then he gets them going. I mean, they have guys leave every year. Yeah. Replacing guys all the time. And Calipari is a good coach. Unfortunately, usually every time he leaves a program, it's in absolute shambles. It's been a while. He's been there at Kentucky for a while, hasn't yeah. he? Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, when's yeah. Last, when's, when did he start at Kentucky? I mean, it's been, it's been at time. least seven or eight years, I think, that he's been there. It could even be more than that. Ten-year Kentucky. Let's see. Um, let's see. It's going to take too damn long. Yeah. Um, yeah. See, he was at UMass. Remember yeah. the Marcus Canby teams in UMass? I'm Canby, damn it. He left there and they went on probation. <laughs> yeah. And then he went to Memphis. Memphis and they went on probation after yeah. he left. <laughs> Kentucky, he's been there a decade. Yeah. Kentucky. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleventh season. Wow. Uh, 11th Doesn't really feel like it's been that long. Damn, his winning percentage is almost eight, 80%, 78% winning percentage. Total? Between wow. it for all time. Wow. Yeah. He, he's a great coach. You cannot deny his greatness as a coach. I just wish he wouldn't leave a program an absolute mess every time he does. Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah he's been at Kentucky longer than any place else. Yeah. So maybe he's well, he, something he, out. I don't know. You never know. I mean, yeah. you go somewhere. It's not just coach. It's AD. And That's true. Supports that sort of yeah. stuff. So, But, yeah, so Kentucky, 20-5. Uh, and five. Auburn, Bruce Pearl. The Pearlman. Bruce Pearls. The Pearlman. Yeah, I like Bruce Pearl. I love Bruce Pearl. When he was at Tennessee, unfortunately he got a bum rap because he was trying to get Kraft to go to Tennessee, oh, and yeah, yeah. he got a little in some trouble there for the, the uh, barbecue that he was oh, having yeah. for some players that, that that Kraft happened to show up to. So so Auburn was, uh, they're 22-3, and three, ranked number 11. Um, LSU, um is uh, eighteen and seven. Shaquille O'Neal's. I was kid. just getting ready to, to say his son is actually going to transfer there. Yeah, yeah. So he's going to come back to uh, dad's alma mater. Yeah. Where was he at UCLA? I think so. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why. Like, I don't know why he went out west to go there. I don't know why he wouldn't just gone to maybe Shaq lives out, out west. I don't know. Maybe well, Shaq probably does live out west. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Um. Uh. L- oh, LSU. Um. Yeah. We're, we probably got to wrap it up, wrap yeah. it up fairly soon. We're an hour now, so <laughs> Coach O, Coach O threw out the first pitch at LSU's uh, baseball. I guess they've already started playing baseball. Really down there, but yeah, Coach O <laughs> threw out the first pitch. Oh man, so, <laughs> that'd be something to see. He actually threw it pretty well. Did he? Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'll do a strike. <laughs> Go Tigers. <laughs> well, that was one pretty good. I got the cold. It's messing me up. <laughs> <laughs> it's messing up your coach O. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, a lot of – getting kind of crazy with uh, college basketball. A lot, the, inter- the tournament could be like – tournament could be fun this year, man. It could yeah. be a lot of fun. There's guess, there's going to be a lot of uh, – There's I think there's going to be a lot of – you know, every year there's always a 12 that, you know, um, upsets a five. Um, there may be a couple of those this year. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you look at, let's see. So, like, KenPom.com. Ken Pomeroy does college basketball rankings. He does them. He's done them for years, um, for, like, 15 to 20 years. And he does a lot of it's a lot of advanced stats. Yeah. And stuff based on uh, strength of schedule and adjusted offensive defensive um, points um, rankings and like just a lot of advanced stats formulas and whatnot. And a lot of this stuff turns out to be on the money when mm-hmm. it comes to tournament time and who will who will advance. Yeah, because a lot of it has to do with like you know he always says like you know you have like the Sweet Sixteen teams are always in the top sixteen of mm-hmm. like. Uh, 
adjusted defensive rankings. Oh, okay. So, um, so at the top, looking at his his rankings, he's got Ohio State at number nine overall in the country. Really? Yeah. So it makes you feel any better. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I right now I don't feel that that way, yeah. but we'll see what happens. I don't yeah. know. So um, um, Big Ten has in his rankings in the top twenty-one, two, three, four, five, five teams in the top twenty. Wow. Yeah, in the top twenty-five, seven. So, um, and but you got the Kansas and Duke, the Blue Bloods up there. Gonzaga is twenty-six and one. I mean, I don't know they've had on their schedule this year. Well, they play in that goofy conference out yeah, there. West Coast. Yeah, in the West Coast mm-hmm. Conference where there's not a lot of big-time basketball going on out there. Yeah. Um, I saw them the other night. It kind of looked like a Zaga always does. It kind of like a good size. They won 18 in a row now. They beat Pepperdine. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Pepperdine I mean. plays in a freaking high school gym. Yeah. At Pepperdine. <laughs> oh, my God. They look like... Yeah, like Grove City High School. <laughs> I mean, but uh, but let's see who did they play in their non-conference. They play anybody. Well, they played Oregon. Okay, they nipped Oregon by a point. Um, and Washington, Arizona, beat Washington, Arizona. Both ranked teams. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry. <clears throat> so, and then the rest of them are kind of like, eh. I mean, who knows when it's all said and done, but it doesn't look like a great schedule. But yeah. let me see what Ken Palm had him on strength of schedule. Like, yeah, bad. Yeah. Like 128, 150th in the country. Yeah, yeah that doesn't really bode. Yeah. That yeah. doesn't really bode well for the tournament for him because they're going to have yeah. some strong <clears throat> competition. Because yeah. I don't believe there's probably another team out of their conference that's even going to make the tournament. Saint, well, St. Mary's usually has a pretty decent team out there in the West Coast Conference, but yeah. I don't yeah. know if they're even that good now. Um, they're twenty-one and six this year. Um, yeah. They're kind of like Ken Palm has them. It's thirty-seventh in the country. I mean, uh, they have a better strength of schedule than Gonzaga does. Really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they may actually make it then. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Um, oh, San, San Diego State is twenty-five and zero. I. That's right. I completely yeah. forgot about them. Yeah. yeah. But another one. Yeah. You know, strength of schedule is like in the hundreds, but you know. Uh, yeah, so but Ken Palm has them as fifteenth, fifth in the country with all the adjusted stats and stuff. I mean, they're you know kind of play comes into play of like who you're playing matters, but also I mean you got like efficiency and I mean you still got to shoot, you still got to yeah, rebound. Just, I mean they got you still got to play ball. So I mean, <clears throat> so um, I mean they have some good offensive efficiency. So. It'll be interesting, man. I think and uh, Dayton is yeah. kind of strong this year. Yeah, Dayton's ranked in the top ten right now. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> but they're kind of similar. You got those mid majors with like San Diego State, Dayton. I mean, they're considered. You know, they're not. They're no slouch, but no. but then you got these other teams like in the Big Ten and the uh, um, Pac twelve and ACC. They're kind of like, eh, not so much ACC, but definitely the Big Ten where they're cannibalizing each other, mm-hmm. beating the shit out of each other. Yeah. You don't know what they're going to have come, no. come March. And Speaking of which, I mean, the Buckeyes got... off or not. So. Yeah. I mean, the Buckeyes got six games left. The only one that is, I would say, is actually a, probably a guaranteed win is at Nebraska. I mean, the rest of them, I don't even know. They're, cause, so they close at Iowa, at home against Maryland, at at 
Nebraska, then they get Michigan and Illinois at home, and they close at Michigan State. So, I mean, that's that's a tough stretch here for the last six. Yeah, I mean, uh, right now they're considered eighth in the Big Ten, which is crazy because it's like you know some people consider them one of the top ten teams in the country. Apparently, yeah. um, even though the AP does not have them. It's kind of crazy. That's just how all over the map it is. Like advanced analytics, like advanced stats have them a top 10 team. But if you go just by the coaches in the AP, they're not even like officially ranked. They're probably like 30, 35. Yeah. Which, you I mean, crazy season, college basketball. Yep. We'll see where it goes. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. So what do they got this week? Um, Ohio State. We got Iowa on Thursday, and then Maryland next Sunday at 4 o'clock. Oh, okay. Um, so, I don't know, maybe, I don't know, maybe we'll figure out when we want to do the pod, if we want to do it, like, before. Well, we'll probably have to do it after, because, don't forget, I'm not going to be here next weekend. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to Pittsburgh, so. Oh, okay, okay. So, so yeah, so maybe we'll, we'll do, a, yeah, so we can figure out a pod maybe later in the week or something. Yeah, because their next game is not till like, the 27th, so after, after that, so, yeah. Yeah, we'll time that up. Yeah. So. Maybe we could do it on the following uh, Monday night or something. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. All right, so that's it. Um, give us a follow on Twitter at Beyond Buckeyes. And we're, got, you know, we're starting off with a decent amount of Twitter followers just starting out and without really trying to be, like, tweeting every – five seconds yeah. <laughs> yeah follow us follow us like be an annoying twitter user but yeah no uh, we've got 45 right now and if we could get all those if we could get um you know at least half those people to become regular listeners right now that would be great yeah so yeah yeah we're, we're not trying to monetize this thing we're just trying to get people to listen give feedback absolutely review it you know subscribe and let us know how, yeah, just... Get something going, get some, like, really good momentum for the fall football season. Yeah. Let us know, guys. Um, you know, if you're a regular listener, don't be afraid to, uh, you know, tell us that we're doing something, that we are doing something bad, because we will definitely fix it, so, you know. Yeah, like, we're trying to integrate, get some other audio, integrate some audio into the, uh, uh, in with our mic, mic sound, so we're trying to, like mix that in but um we're just fine tune it before we try to throw it out there on the actual episodes yeah we don't want to <laughs> we don't want to do it during and then it, and then it just really comes out crash and burn yeah <laughs> so we're still trying to work on that we know we got, we got some like production uh improvements that we can make kind of make it sound like a legit um radio program or you know yeah. show that you would listen to but we'll get there so that's why we're trying to just get all this momentum and try to get better at it before we get into like full tilt absolutely college yeah. football season because we know we're going to get like peak audience hopefully during, yeah in September October November so yeah absolutely so all right all right guys uh, thanks a lot thanks man. a lot and we'll catch you next week.